0: hello 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 and welcome back to vanity care and if this is your first time welcome this is as you know a podcast that talks about self-care and the benefits of it and how it is amazing to practice okay so if you are still listening if you have listened to my other episodes um thank you for sticking with me um, i don't really know why you're still here either because um you're kinda of crazy or I'm doing something right. And I hope to think that you're all perfectly sane. So I'ma say I might be doing something a little bit right. Um, but I have been you guys to a lot of shenanigans that hopefully can stop and we can get to a nice little routine can make this thing an actual world podcast. So um if you've seen the title, which if you have eyes, I think you have, <laughs> but it's all about skin types and this topic is so very, very important because um it's the basis of all skincare. Like you can't really do anything about skincare without knowing your skin type. So that's why this is so important. And um skin types uh as you know are kind of not really hard to find out about yourself but they can be a bit tricky. So it's like sometimes your skin might be a little bit oily, but other times it might be dry, and we'll talk about um, what kind of skin type that is or How you can really decide um, what's your skin type and what's the best things you can do to help um, your body and your skin um, with that certain skin type. So, um, without knowing your skin type, you can't really give your skin exactly what it needs. And it's hard to know the exact products that's going to really benefit your skin in the perfect way if you don't know what your skin type is. So, it's really good to find out what your skin type is because... It'll help your like if your skin's not looking as great as you want it to right now. And if you don't know your skin type, that might be the reason why. So hopefully this episode can get you that extra boost of getting your skin where it needs to be. And I hope that this can be a really good topic that's really informative for you guys. So with that, let's just get right into our self-spotlight. Okay, so for the self-spotlight today, drum roll, please, it is actually Aveeno. And I know that we have all heard of Aveeno before. Um, it's actually a really cool brand that I've used before. I personally love their lotions. Um, I have used a bit um, more of their products other than just their lotions, but their lotions are definitely my favorite. But uh, no more for me because I know that. My opinion does not really matter that much, but hopefully um, theirs does and a review that I will also read. So I will read from their All About Us um, on their website and hope that I can give you a bit more information about Vino. So um, under their um, article that says All About Us, there's one, two, three, four, five sections that just say a little bit about... Um, Who they are and how they got started and um, Why the things they do is like so important for keeping their brand very unique and popular So, um, let's just get right into it So it says happiness never looked better We create holistic healthcare solutions and therapeutic products to nurture and balance your skin because when your skin feels good You can't help but feel good too, which is what I've been trying to say (laughs) anyway and this changes everything from how you look to how you perceive the world. Our mission. At Avino: everything is rooted in our belief that balance is key to well-being. That's why we use groundbreaking science to transform nature's ingredients into products that rebalance and renew your skin with clinical results to prove their effectiveness. Our roots. Believing nature holds the secret to human health two American brothers, Sidney and Albert Musher, began studying the benefits of oat in 1945. Oat was an ingredient used in skincare since ancient times for its ability to soothe and nourish the skin. The brothers discovered the powers of finely milled colloidal oatmeal to heal dry compromised skin. The famous Mayo Clinic dermatologist recognized their pioneering work and the Aveeno brand was born. Since then, we've published 70 years of clinical evidence supporting the benefits of not just oat, but other natural ingredients. More recently, our research has been um, instrumental in advancing the scientific understanding of the microbiome throughout the human body at every stage of life. Today, Aveno scientists are industry experts on the microbial diversity of both healthy and compromised skin. We will continue to partner with scientists who are discovering natural ingredients that enhance skin's well being because we are mindful of our legacy of innovation. And that's one of the reasons Avino has grown into a holistic beauty brand that offers transforming products for the body, face, hair, sun, and baby care. Nature's goodness plus real science. How do we balance the two? First, we carefully cultivate our natural ingredients in ideal conditions, then harvest them in an eco-friendly way. Our activation process keeps the goodness of nature without excess heat or unnecessary chemical solvents. That means our natural ingredients are pure and potent. Finally, we balance our formulas and put them to the test. Through extensive clinicals, we get proof that each on... Each one rebalances skin so it looks physically healthier and resilient over time. And also the last thing I'm going to read says our commitment to wellness, which just gives a little bit about um, their ingredients and their science behind everything. Um, so our commitment to wellness. At Avena, we are committed to healthy holistic practices that ensure we always do right by you, your family and the planet here's where we stand when it comes to things you've told us are important to you ingredients good enough is never good enough for vino our internal standards for safety testing and ingredients quality far exceed those set by regulators around the world our products are not animal tested with the rare exception when it's required by law we think about every element we use in every one of our products, where it came from, what it does and how it impacts you and your skin. Only ingredients that pass our strict five-step safety assurance process are used. Our science, a little bragging since Avina began working in the Mayo Clinic, our research has made major contributions to the science of skin health. Our R&D team and conduct has conducted over 80 clinical studies published in scientific journals since 2001. The efficiency and safety of colloidal oatmeal products have been evaluated in over 25 studies involving more than 2,500 patients with dry and compromised skin, including cirrhosis and mild psoriasis. Most recently, we discovered probiotic properties of oat promote a balanced skin microbiome, which is fundamental for healthy, vibrant skin, we've tested over one hundred thousand different natural elements over the years to ensure they are safe enough and beneficial for your skin for your skin health. These studies are the inspiration that created entire lines of products, so that just kind of tells you um, all about how aino sees themselves and all about how they got started and the science behind them and the ingredients they use and um, how this is a really good brand that you can trust you know because a lot of brands um, you don't really know like how they're tested or what goes into their products or like the thoughts that really goes behind them and um, you can really tell with this brand that they really do care when they make their products and when they're thinking about your skin and how it can really benefit you and you don't really see that on a lot of products, especially um, when it's publicized and they make sure that you know everything and they're being very transparent with their brand. So that is another reason why I really do love Avino. And now I'm just going to go into the review about Vino that's not uh, connected to their website or um, published by Vino at all, but just by another person who wants to share how much they love Avino and how Avino has benefited them and how the products have also been um, very beneficial while they're using them. So let's get right into it. It says skincare and haircare are the two primary drivers of the larger beauty and cosmetics industry. The numbers are positively astronomical and there are so many brands and labels available for the consumers to choose from. We invest a lot in our hair and skin because we want to look good and feel better. When we... <laughs> When you walk out of your home looking and feeling good, it can change a lot about your day. And I'm talking on the emotional level here, not something shallow or egocentric. You are happier when you feel good about yourself, which is what I'm trying to say with this entire podcast. But anyway, it says that just makes sense. And whether some would like to admit it or not, our appearance matters a great deal. This is where Avino comes into play an industry leader there is so much that Avino can do in order to help you look and more importantly feel better about yourself we'll fill you in on all things Avino, including everything the company has to offer here in our Avino company and products review and then it just goes into um, all about their hair and body face sun and baby care products and it gives just a little intro about that and I'll read that and then I'll get right into the products that they talk about. So it says, here's a glance at the various items they manufacture and sell these days. The one thing they have in common in their active naturals, core oats, soy, blackberry, wheat, seaweed, lotus, and others, which is what makes Avino products so popular. And again, it goes into like the whole um, products. And so the first one is Avino's hair um, care products. And it says shampoos, conditioners, and leave in treatments designed to nourish, moisturize, and strengthen the scalp and hair. Avino's body care products, washes, lotions, creams, gels, bath foams, and even a comforting whipped souffle, all designed to nourish, soothe, hydrate, and protect the skin. Avino's face care products, facial creams, and eye creams for day and night toners, moisturizers, scrubs, infusions, cleansers, wipes, and cleaning pads. This line is designed specifically for the face and helps to keep it young and healthy. Avino sun care products, the category is compromised of products meant to protect the skin from sun damage. Various levels of sun protection factor, SPF, are available ranging from 15 to 70. There are Avino sun products for babies and adults baby care, oh, Aveeno's baby care products. Aveeno's pediatrician recommended line of baby products is designed to keep our cuties looking cute and feeling healthy. Shampoos, washes, lotions, balms, creams, and gift sets are available for babies and toddlers for, of all ages. And then it goes on the article about um, the different products specifically in those different categories and how each one is really beneficial and how it's worked for them specifically. So, as you can see from what I've read, Aveeno is a very good brand to use and um my family likes this one a lot and my brother has used a lot again at their lotions, um, it's one that we've personally used a lot um, so their body care line, but um even their face care and baby care and sun care, which again I've used the sun care one too. Um really good. Um, for your body especially if you struggle with um, like peeling or burning a lot like very easily when you go into the sun um, their products are very good to help with that so I do recommend Avino if you're trying to find um, a great skincare brand for you or for someone else for you to recommend to so Avino is the perfect brand and with that I think I want to get into the main topic Okay, for the main topic, as you know, it's all about skin types, and before we get right into it, I know, keep waiting, but um, I just want to talk about the um, importance of science in skincare and self-care overall, and I know I joke about how science and me do not mix, which can be a little bit accurate at some times, but... Um, I would be nowhere without science and neither would anybody else who is interested in self-care or skincare or literally anything because science is literally in anything and everything. Um, but it's especially in skincare and it's so important in skincare and I know I joke around and I cannot pronounce a lot of the words correctly. Um, but science is oh so important in skincare. And I actually just wanted to read something that said, the science of your skin and its proper care can be best understood through a comprehensive view of its anatomy and physiology. It's important to learn about the structure and function of your skin and its important proteins so you can make better, more informed decisions on how to care for your skin. And that is from Ask the Scientist website um, under the Science for skin care, or science of skincare. Care. If you wanted to read that entire article, but, um, I just wanted to, um, show you guys that science is really important and especially for skincare and I will try my best, um, to show my respect for science by attempting to pronounce all the scientific words correctly. Um, so bear with me as I try this new venture, (laughs) but let's get right into the actual main topic. Um, so I just want to start off with talking about the different skin types if you did not know what they were. So we have normal, dry skin, oily normal skin, dry skin, oily skin, combination skin and sensitive skin. A lot of um people will just kind of classify it as dry skin, oily skin and sensitive skin, but these are the official five skin types. Guess normal is a skin type. I know it's like why would you even consider normal just normal, but people can be normal, okay? And they deserve to be heard. (laughs) So normal skin type is a skin type. Um, I'm just going to talk about the descriptions of all of them and what each of them are and what like they actually mean if you did not know by me just saying the um, names of them. So for normal skin type, those with a normal skin type don't generally describe their skin as oily or dry when oiliness and dryness are present it's rare and tends to be easy to get rid of or resolve when it comes to pore size normal skin types feature small pores that are engorged or are vis- easily visible normal skin doesn't normally have a great excess of shine and it's also and also doesn't tend to be cracked or flaky normal skin types usually exhibit few lines and wrinkles and the skin tone is generally even with no marked blemishes and oh my gosh I wish I had normal skin because that sounds amazing but unfortunately um like me most people do not have normal skin type and are the more unfortunate people which is literally almost everyone else who have actual problems with their skin (laughs) I don't mean like bad bad problems but you know just normal people problems with their skin like dry oily sensitive you name it you know and that's what normal people have with their skin even though the other one is called normal skin type it should be called like rare skin type because literally no one has that (laughs) but it is a skin type that some people do have who are more fortunate than others but dry skin type definition is um if you feel tightness in your skin um, there may also be a scaly patches or flaking. Those with dry skin types generally have almost invisible pores and may suffer from premature wrinkles and regular irritation to the skin. So if you didn't know, if you have dry skin type and it matches that description, there you go. Um, definition for oily skin type is those with oily skin tend to notice a great deal of shine on their face and may deal with terrible acne breakouts and combination skin is combination skin ventures (laughs) ventures ah (laughs) i said i would pronounce the scientific words correctly i never said the english language was up for grabs but (laughs) combination skin features two or more different skin types on the face combination skin types typically experience dry and flaky 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 skin on certain portions of the face and excessive oil on others mainly mistakenly believe many mistakenly believe they have oily skin when they in fact have combination skin and unless an individual's skin is oily all over there are likely portions of skin that are dry or normal which would qualify under combination skin so it's like some people do have normal skin with other skin so it's like you still do get that little perfect life a little bit but you just don't get it completely so you get a little taste of perfection don't we all wish we were perfect next so sensitive skin um definition is sensitive skin types may exhibit the characteristics of dry skin oily skin or combination skin but they also deal with a great amount of redness and irritation normal skin types may also have sensitive skin but these generally don't overlap. Sensitive skin types can be caused by skin conditioning, skin condition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. English. Don't we love? Um, sensitive skin types can be caused by skin conditions like rosacea or allergies. So it's best to avoid hard chemical based skincare treatments. This skin type is general is also easily inflamed so it's important to choose the right natural skin um, care for sensitive skin to avoid any adverse reactions and I think that is the last one yes yes it is okay so those are all the definitions of the skin types um if you did not know and if you're just trying to find um like how to find your skin type it's kind of self-explanatory after what I just read, um, if it, you know, matches, if your skin matches the definition that I just read, then that's your skin type, and if you have more than one, then your combination, and, you know, if, like, you have those, but your skin is very sensitive to certain products that you use, then I think you're sensitive, but um, that's just how to really find out what your skin type is, and my personal skin type, on my face at least, is a combination of um, dry and oily, I don't really, ha- and it's also sensitive as well, so she got all the bad stuff, but I don't really think I have any normal stuff on my face, I mean, like, once I do stuff to my face, it can look normal, but, you know, we know the truth, my body, though, is, um, mixture between no, <laughs> no oil, um, not even oily at all, I don't even know why I said no oil, um, mixture between, to- oh, that's why, I'm sorry, sorry, my brain's over the place, It's a mixture between normal and dry. Yeah. English. So, um, most of my skin on my body and on my face is, like, all normal. But I have a few patches, like, knees, elbows, um, feet, heels, you know, Achilles, you know. It's just, they're dry. So, um, but the rest of my skin is, like, pretty normal on my body. Which, like, is mostly, um, it's, like, it's typical for most people. Um, with the body to have normal skin type so but on the face it's pretty rare for like people to have only normal skin type completely so just a little information about that but moving on um to what really causes um the each skin type and what like um brings that skin type on which mostly you know is genetics you know you're kind of born that way but sometimes skin types can change. Like, my skin type used to be, um, all, I would say, what was that? It was all oily, I think. No, 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 opposite, opposite. Okay, it was all dry. Right, that's what it was. Okay, so my skin was, like, all dry, and then, um, my, um, face went through this thing because I was not caring for it properly, and I was, um, first of all, mixing brands on my face, mixing acne um, cleansing product brands, which now it's supposed to do. And I was um, not cleaning it properly and not washing it properly. And I was also um, not like doing the right things to my face. And um, so that's why this thing happened to my face. And broke out terribly and since then my skin has been a combination of oily and dry so but mostly kind of like dry with a few oil patches so after that yeah thing. so think your skin type can change it's kind of weird how your face works but um, that's just a little bit on me but uh, I just do want to get into the causes of actual skin types and the first one is dry skin so the cause of dry skin can be um, attributed t- to a variety of factors for some um, dry skin is hereditary as genetic um, predispositions can affect the amount of sebum produced in the skin's oil glands um, sebum is responsible for keeping our skin soft and supple And so that's just for the dry skin and what can cause it. If you're wondering why you do have dry skin, then those are some of the reasons. The cause for oily skin is you've probably, um, asked yourself, why do I have oily skin? Because I know I'd be asking myself sometimes, why is my skin like this? And why does it take so much maintenance? And oh my gosh, like, is my, is it, I'm the only one whose skin is like this? But no, you are not. I am not. We're not alone. Okay. We're in this together. A lot of people have this. An oily skin is actually the result of both genetic factors and hormonal changes experienced in an individual's lifetime. Those with a genetic predisposition to um, active oil glands produce a higher amount of sebum, an oily substance created to help skin to help keep the skin soft and hydrated. This oil follows, sorry, this oil flows um, from inside the epidermis to the surface of the skin through pores and hair follicles when the body experiences a um, a fluctuation in hormone levels it signals the production um, of androgens a male hormone present in both men and women so that's just um, reasons and causes for oily skin and for combination skin and sensitive skin there's not really causes for them it's like most of the time they are both kind of genetic um because like oily skin and dry skin are like either you can see there's like obvious causes for them but with the oily and combination obviously for combination it's just if you have one or two you know it's like if you just have two or more then obviously it's combination and if it's sensitive it's just either oily or dry or both but it's also sensitive so yeah mostly just genetic if you're wondering about that and then how to help each um skin type um, for dry skin? Moisturize. Moisturizing is, of course, what you'd probably think of immediately for dry skin in the first place because, you know, you're lacking that moisture, so you obviously need to supply it with more. And so moisturizing is definitely the first thing you would do um, to help your dry skin. And second would be to avoid harsh cleansers because those with dry skin are generally advised to avoid, um, benzoyl peroxide treatments, which, um, negatively affect sebum production. So if you are one of those people who have heard about that before and you thought that was a really good way to, um, help your dry skin, um, you're wrong, honey. And you need to stop because it's actually making your skin, um, even more oily and it's not actually helping you. So next, if you, (laughs) another one. Oh honey, oh honey, if you thought drinking water was going to make your dry skin nice and moist again, well, guess what? You're really hydrated, but your skin is still dry, okay? And it's still good, okay, to be drinking that water because we all need to be hydrated because we don't want to pass out or anything but your skin is still dry okay it's not helping your skin whatsoever okay that's what those moisturizers are for but it's still good to drink you know just it's not gonna help your skin so sorry about that the your bubble but you know try again and also avoid taking long hot showers because extremely hot showers um can strip your skin from the oil that it needs and spending prolonged periods of time under the hot water can dry it out even further. So if you thought that going in the shower, taking a nice good shower was going to really help you, again, sadly mistaken, it's just hurting you. So um, also, might not have heard this one before, use humidifiers because these devices can actually benefit your skin. I know you think it's just for medicine, like medicinal purposes, but you know, to has more than one purpose. said she's here okay you might not have seen her in this way before but you're seeing it now so if you live in dry conditions um whether year-round or seasonally supplementing the moisture in the air can help your skin remain soft and supple okay so that's just dry skin and ways you can help that but for oily skin (laughs) again um stop using benzoyl peroxide okay it's not good for your skin because benzoyl peroxide and other dry ingredients may actually trigger your skin to work harder and producing more oil to compensate, resulting in oilier skin. So not helping. <laughs> Again, it's just not really a good product to use like um, all around, you know, because like it's not good if you have dry skin, not good if you have oily skin. It's just it keeps saying it's going to help you and it keeps doing the opposite and hurting you so how about we just stop using it and move on Mm -hmm. so also lightly exfoliate Uh, of course we all know about exfoliating how it's so good for our skin but if you have oily skin lightly exfoliating is a little bit better for you because if you're doing it a bit too harshly it's actually hurting your skin and stripping of what it needs so lightly exfoliate and also Dermatologists um, recommend, here comes another word, scientific word, that I will hopefully not botch up, um, salicylic acid, salicylic acid, yeah, I think I said that right, so dermatologists recommend salicylic acid for acne, it permeates into the pores, and helps get rid of built-up sebum, and dead skin cells, and debris that may, um, lead to breakouts, um oily skin actually here's a cute little um, thing i did not know about oily skin so if you kept thinking that oily skin is terrible and that you are so sad that you have this and there's no good benefits of oily skin well here is one okay oily skin develops fewer wrinkles if you did not know that oily skin types tend to have thicker skin thanks to genetic factors and this thickness means less fine lines as their skin is less prone to dehydration so if you are feeling discouraged about having oily skin there is one reason to be happy and you know it's always good to be happy so also no heavy makeup I know we all love makeup I love makeup you love makeup but sometimes using really heavy makeup products is not the best thing for your skin because you are just clogging your pores and you're not giving what it needs and a lot of heavy cosmetics like I just said um can lead to blocked pores. And again, you probably have heard this many times before. And if you do have a great makeup routine that you're using daily and you're like it's really hard for me not to use this makeup routine, like not to use as like as much makeup as I'm using, it's like just try to really focus on more of the skincare routines, you know, making sure that your face is like really clean and that you really pay attention to it so um it can counteract those heavy makeup routines that you're using it. and just make sure that it's not clogging your pores and that you just might take it down a little notch so you are not doing anything to damage your skin so also again is moisturizer moisturizer is good for everything not just for dry skin but for literally everything okay whatever skin type you have moisturize okay it's super good for you um, also don't touch your face if you have a bunch of pimples and you want to pop them first of all sanitize it the proper way before you start popping them and make sure you're doing it the right way and make sure it's the right pimple to pop and just probably your first reaction to seeing pimple should not be to pop it okay get like a little patch or something that you can do and i'll talk about this later in like an acne episode or whatever but like just stop touching your weights because especially if you have oily skin And even dry skin or whatever but like you have a lot of natural oils on your hands and if especially if you do pop the pimple and there's that hole in your face yes there's a hole in your face after you pop it and you're touching over it you're getting those natural oils into that hole you just made and it's just going to come back with vengeance and even make bigger pimples so try not to pop your pimples as much with unsanitized hands and stop touching your face so that's what you need to do for oily skin so for combination skin how to help it is Um, Number one, stick to natural ingredients. You should probably opt for products containing plant extracts such as green tea, cucumber, and chamomile to soothe the skin and calm inflammation. Um, You should avoid products with fragrance. I know it's super hard, even when I say that for myself, because um, I have combination skin like I told you, and literally you want products to smell good, like you don't want products to smell weird, like you like products that smell good, and a lot of products without trying to look for ones that smell good already smell good because it's just the way that they're marketed but just try to get ones that don't really have a fragrance to them because if you have like those dry areas in your skin um they are likely to be irritated by certain ingredients especially chemically created fragrances so didn't know that try to stick away from those fragrances okay and then um This should probably be something that you should know already if you have combination skin, which is just use two different moisturizers. Um, It's really good because some moisturizers can be only beneficial to oily skin. Other moisturizers can be more beneficial to dry skin. So it's good to use two different ones to really get all those patches in your skin. So you're not just having like a few parts of your skin, but the entirety of it. And you're making sure that all of it's nice and healthy and moisturized. And again, exfoliate, 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 okay? Because exfoliating is obviously very good. You know this, I know this, we all know this, okay? Exfoliating is really good and making sure that you're doing the right kind of exfoliating for the certain type of skin that you have is good to be aware of. And that's what you need to do for um, combination skin. But for sensitive skin, if you haven't heard of this, there's something called the um, Fitzpatrick Scale. And I actually hadn't heard of it until I did a little bit more research. But um, it's a system that focuses on the skin's potential for burns, irritation, and the hyperpigmentation, which can be a great indicator of the way certain topical applications and invasive treatments may affect the skin. There are seven main types on this classification scale. And if you want to just know more about that and know like where you are on that scale, you should really look it up. It's the Fitzpatrick scale. It's a really cool thing that you'll really love i know you will just look it up super cool and the next one is another grading scale it's actually the acne grading scale you've probably heard this before especially by people who have really severe acne um there are four main grades of acne ranging from mild to severe and um if you want to know where you are ask a dermatologist um and so they can if you do have really severe acne if you can probably tell by yourself if you your acne is super bad you know Go to a dermatologist so you can get really put on that acne grading scale and so they can give you the right treatments for that. And that's just what you need to know for how to help sensitive skin. And that's really all about like you know, all the information about um different skin types and how to help them and how they're caused. But I do want to get into how to find the best products for your skin type. Because, as I've said before. Knowing um, mean, your skin type is just the basis. You know you have to know how to use that to get the best products for your skin type. So that's exactly what I want to talk about, and I'm just going to read this: "How to choose the skincare products best suited for your skin," according to dermatologist from Real Simple, and they just give a, um, a nine-topic um, listed thing about how. Um, certain things you can do can help you find the perfect product for your skin type. And I'll just get right into it. The first one says, know your skin type. And they, oh, before I get into it, um, they do reference a man named um, Dr. David, I believe. Yeah, Dr. David. And so they reference him a lot during this. So you go and hear his name drop a lot. So the first one um, is know your skin type. And according to cosmetic dermatologist Michelle Green MD, skin type is the most important factor in determining what skincare products will work best for you. There are no bad products necessarily, but sometimes people will um people with different skin types use the wrong product for their type of skin, Dr. Green says. Which is also oh true. Um, As we talked about, knowing your skin type is, of course, the basis because without knowing it, you cannot help your skin properly and give it exactly what it needs. So the second one is don't buy into the hype, which, you know, like I was saying with the, you know, title of this episode, you know, was the hype about skin types. But anyway, 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 it says packaging and popularity are sometimes easy traps that we fall into and shouldn't hold too much weight or value into what we select for what's good for our skin, Dr. David says. Um, if you're going to buy a product based off a friend or influencers, rec- influencer's recommendation, you shouldn't just pay attention to how good their skin looks now, but instead what type of skin they were dealing with to, the start, to start out. Um, that will give you a more reliable indicator of how well the product will work for you. And that is so very true because you need to know um more about the product before like really buying it and investing into it and don't just believe what the influence saying sometimes like of course you, you sometimes you can trust them because sometimes they're telling the truth but other times they can just be like um sponsored by that certain brand and sometimes they won't even use the actual products and they're just doing that just to get money and they might have used it once or twice but have actually not really um use it on their skin to actually help it. And they might be saying so many great things about it, but actually don't really know that much about it. So you need to see the results that it gives and you need to see more than just um, hear a recommendation from a friend or an influencer. You need to do research for yourself to find out what is um, really working and what's not and what's best for you. And you know, that's what this podcast is for too. So I do the research for you. You're welcome. Thank me later by listening to another podcast <laughs> episode. Um, but number three says natural doesn't always mean better. And it says familiar words in the ingredients list can be com- to mean comforting to see, but it doesn't always indicate the safest route to take. For example, Dr. David explains that poison ivy is a natural oil, but it's not one that would you'd want to rub all over your skin. Oh, so true. If you rub that all over me, I'd freak out. Um, He says, I have patients come in pretty frequently with reactions to natural essential oils. So again, it's one of those things where everyone is unique and you need to do what's best for yourself uniquely, Dr. David says. And number four um, is pay attention to the order of ingredients. Once you know what what primary ingredients you're looking to avoid or go after, you'll want to pay attention to where they fall on the ingredients list as a good rule of thumb dr david recommends looking at the first five ingredients since that will often account for about 80 percent of the product's makeup and again that's not just for makeup too that can also be for skincare products but if you are looking for best makeup to also suit your skin type that's also a really good thing to know Um, too and like also read the back of everything, especially before you purchase. Like, (laughs) if reading the back of it after you purchase, first of all, very good, but like a little bit too late, you know, you should have been doing that at the store before you invested your money. And if you were at the back of the bottle and you don't like it anymore, of course, you always have the receipt and like return it or whatever. But in those rare cases where you can't, you know, what you gonna do? Okay, you're just gonna not make the same mistake twice. Or you're just gonna listen to this podcast and so you never make it in the first place. Okay? So, <laughs> um, the number five on the list says don't fear at the long ingredients list. Um, when it comes to the food we put in our body, we often um, taught to look for a shorter, more familiar ingredients list, while a more abbreviated list can be easier to decipher. It won't always cut it in terms of what you're looking to get out of your skincare product, which is really true. Again, just read the back of the bottle, even if it can be um, using a lot of words that we don't like know that you know that I can't really pronounce science words correctly. I have to really try. okay, And I have to really look up what they mean sometimes because sometimes I don't even know what it is. And just research like what these certain products that they are that are using because you need to know what you're putting on your face and so if it's actually the best thing to use or if it's just not really a good thing to invest in. And number six says, use your resources. Um, You don't have to be a walking dictionary. In order to pick out skincare products with the right ingredients, make things easier on yourself by taking advantage of online resources like... Yours truly, okay? I mean, if you're listening, obviously you want to know a little something, something about self-care. So, you know, you could just stick around and I might, you know, mention a few things about what you need. But, of course, research on your own. And if you, like, want to know more about a certain product, research it. But, of course, I do the research for you. But, you know, whatever. So, number seven says, always do a patch test. A patch test is a smart practice in your process of product elimination. Um, plus, it's a great excuse to make a trip to Ulta or Sephora without spending a bunch of money. Take the time um, time to take advantage of those tester products. Mm-hmm, that's the truth. Okay. Number eight says ingredients to avoid, um, which is fragrance, which is what we talked about before about how for certain skin types, fragrance is not really the best thing to be looking for or just having. Um, sulfates, parabens, um, formaldehyde, and formaldehyde releasers. And number nine, which is the last one, um, is ingredients to seek out, which is glycerin, um, ceramides, 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 one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, and then hyaluronic acid and um, l ascorbic acid or vitamin C and um, tocopherol or vitamin E, um, retinol and niacinamide or vitamin B3. And those are um, ones to actually look for and ingredients to seek out when you are looking at the back of the bottle. So, That's just a little, um, nine things to think about when you are trying to buy, you know, the best products for yourself, whether that is about makeup or skincare, um, just to look for when you're just trying to find the best thing that will work for you. And so you are staying aware of everything that you're putting on your face because, you know, knowledge is power. And I hope that this entire main topic has been really informative for you because again, skin types are the basis to all skin care, you know, so it's very good to know about. And of course, if you want to know um, more about what I've talked about in this episode um, topic, you can go to Bioclarity's blog under what is my skin type, or you can go to real simple under how to choose the skincare products best suited for your skin according to dermatologists. And that can give you a lot more information about what I've talked about today And are really good sources to use and so with that i just want to go straight into sanity and vanity so for our second to last segment sanity and vanity i know in the past we've uh, well i've um really kind of talked about how a certain thing can be um beneficial or it can happen with vanity and, like, using, um, like, practicing self-care routines and personal hygiene and things like that, but I kind of want to move away from that and just kind of have just a regular little discussion about, like, a a certain topic and not just saying um, how it's involved, really, with using self-care practices and things like that, but just, like, almost like a mini topic inside the episode, like, acceptable subtopic if you will but today's um subtopic is happiness just in general um I know for me at least I I know I am young and I do not have a lot of experience in life but um I can say I've experienced a lot of happiness and sadness and I can say that it's kind of hard sometimes to just Remain happy, especially during these times that we're in right now. And um, I just want to give a little reminder to all of you to just find something that does make you happy. If it's listening to music, listening to certain podcasts like yours truly, um, or just finding something that you can really occupy your time with that'll just um, fill you up with a little bit of joy. Um, Anything that can just keep your spirits up. And I think that's just so important, especially. When you're in home, in your home and not being able to get out and see a lot of um, your friends or more people that you really would like to see on a daily, but you can't anymore, or you can't really do certain things or you can't go to your jobs. And I think that this is um, finding something for yourself to make you happy is so amazing. Or just doing something with like calling people, calling your friends, texting or whatever you like can do to just communicate and keep in touch Um, but just keep your happiness up and keep your spirits up and just know that, um, things will get better. Um, hopefully I know I do have hope for things to get better. I can't say that, um, knowing that it will, of course, but, um, I do hope so. And, um, it is always good to hold out hope. Um, but I do think that happiness is something that is hard to attain sometimes for me at least. Um, I know it's been, um, especially difficult because I just struggle with, um, keeping my spirits up. I'm definitely not the optimist type, um, more of a realist slash pessimist, but, um, I think that, um, just keeping your happiness up and finding things to help you keep it that way is a really good thing to do. And I know that this podcast is a way for me to keep my spirits up and just a way for me to, um, Occupy my time in a, I think, a useful way and um, a productive way. And I think that you should all find something for yourselves as well. It's just to keep your spirits up and to make sure that um, you're not getting in um, a really low rut that is not really healthy for you. And again, this podcast is about your physical skin health, but it is also about your mental health and making sure that you are connecting with your self-love and making sure that you know that you are the best and good enough for yourself and anyone else. So um that's just the little mini subtopic of the week/day um which is happiness, but I hope that was a little snippet of um a little something that I can continue in this segment. Um but with that, I think that's the end of sanity and vanity today. We can just go on to our mirror message and we can end this episode. So for our mirror message, we are just going to read a little quote today. I'm not really going to really say what I think about it, like I have been doing in my past episodes, because I realized I cannot analyze things well. So I shouldn't even try to do it with these quotes. I think it should just be left to interpretation. Um, but uh, it's just a quote for the week for you to think on until the next one I give you guys. But. Um, let's just get right into it and we can just, in this episode, so, um, today's quote says, Of life's two chief prizes, beauty and truth, I found the first in a loving heart, and the second in laborer's hands. A quote by Khalil Gibran. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the quote, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, like, I'm so glad that you're still sticking with me, for who knows why, but... <laughs> I hope that this is a podcast that you do find joy in, and I hope you guys keep listening, and thank you so much um, for tuning in, and I'll just see you guys next week.